Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name is Adam. Adam, how do you feel? You know, I'm feeling all right. Yeah, just all right, huh? Yeah, it's been a... Can you put words to that? Today has just been one thing after another, and it's good things. It's productive. Okay, so you've uh, experienced good things, and you feel all right. Um... Sometimes being busy is nice, and sometimes being busy makes you want to take a little break. But how do you feel? I feel all right. I'm mostly tired. Tired. Okay, you feel tired. But I feel good otherwise. You feel good. How do you feel today? Oh, well, my stomach's a little gurgly. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that, the physical. Uh, I feel content. I feel excited. I'm going to... um, Mexico on Thursday. Yeah? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I feel... Uh, sometimes I feel a little bit just kind of like there's a low level of anxiety related to the idea of, oh, there's so much to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how I'm feeling today. Well, I'm glad I've been able to give you words for that. Yeah, Because today, we're not just talking about how you feel or how I feel. Today, we're talking about creating with emotional maturity. And the more I've lived my life, the more I have seen the beauty of stepping into deeper levels of emotional maturity. So today, uh, we're going to talk about four things that I have seen kind of be fruit in my life and in the lives of other people that I admire when I look at them and think, oh, that person is emotionally mature. Um, and, and in the end, I think really, I think the reason this is important is because it really does contribute to living with just a good quality of life, ultimately. Uh, a lot of a lot of times on the podcast we talk about outcomes, we talk about productivity, we, I, and I think that those things increase as we navigate the world of emotional maturity. But I think that uh, at the same time, the biggest benefit of moving into deeper levels or greater levels of emotional maturity is that just life, honestly, is better. So the first thing that we're going to talk about today is learning emotional language. I think one of the best ways for us to step into emotional maturity and then subsequently create from a place of emotional maturity is to learn emotional language. And I started the podcast today with that very specific question for a very important reason. Yeah. Can you guess what what it is? Well, I think you should put it into words because, you know, that's part of... I should put it into words? Yeah. Okay. Well, the words I would put it into is wildly enough, and I would put myself into this category, a lot of us live most of our lives without even being able to define how we feel. And some of that comes from just not having the vocabulary to put to the things that we're feeling inside. And when we don't have the vocabulary to describe something, we usually end up ignoring the very existence of that thing. And so I think this is a really important concept in a lot of areas, but it's also an important concept in the realm of our emotional lives. And so I think uh, if you just, if you just Google uh, emotional, probably wheel, emotional wheel, wheel of emotions, something like that, 
this uh, very colorful and pretty diagram will come up and it has like probably 75 or 80 different words, uh, emotional words. And I found that to be really helpful in exploring the vocabulary of our emotional lives. Cole, do you journal by any chance? I think I would say that I journal from time to time. Okay. I have a note on my phone or a, a folder on my phone in my notes app called Daily. Mm-hmm. And I do not write in it daily, but I often create a note for the day. And there are several things that I write in there. Um, some of them are practical, like I have a to-do list that I'll put in there. Uh, some of them are more things I want to remember. So I have a quote section in there of like something someone said. Uh, and, and I don't like gather a quote from the internet from like Franklin Roosevelt or something. It's like, no, somebody said this thing and it's important and I want to remember it. Um, I have a uh, thoughts section, which I guess would be a personal quote section. So those are the, why do you ask? Well, you know, one of the feelings that I think people want to feel is gratitude. Oh, yes. And I think uh, there's a gratitude section in the daily note. I think journaling uh, can be one way to kind of stretch that gratitude muscle a little bit. My friend Landon Pontius uh, one time. Shout out Landon. Shout out Landon. uh, One time I was telling him that I was feeling a little bit anxious about something. He said, you know what a great uh, maybe uh, way to overcome anxiety is gratitude. And so we just started having a conversation about the things I was thankful for. And really it it had a, a really instrumental impact. So when I start feeling a little bit anxious about things, I often go to gratitude as a result of that lesson that my friend taught me. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm on day three of oh, a journaling gratitude. streak. Oh. Um, and I, I have an app called One Day. It's just a free little thing. You just type in, you can add a picture. And uh, I'm making a point to include one thing I'm grateful for every day. That's fantastic. So we'll see how it feels, you know, yeah. a week or two and maybe I'll keep doing it. Yeah. Next, creating with emotional maturity. Feel fully, but don't be controlled by how you feel. Our ability to create things of meaning is really attached to our ability as human beings to feel fully. And I think the art that connects with people the most is when we have an experience that leads us to feel something and then we can poetically or beautifully interpret that into a work of art. Uh, The challenge is existing in that place of tension between feeling fully, but not being controlled by how we feel. That's great. Yeah. Is that that I agree. Great. I have nothing to add. I just, I was enjoying that one. Nice. Thank you so much. And I, I think that there is this fear that if we build a mature relationship with our emotional lives, where we, give some level of intellectual understanding to how we feel that some people will have a negative reaction to that idea um, that it it leads to inauthenticity. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Yeah. Like, oh, if I consciously understand my emotional life, then I'm not living authentically. Well, there's this thing that like a computer has a processor. It does have a processor. Robots have computers. Uh-huh. We aren't robots. We're not computers. 
uh, we don't have a processor. Sure, built we in, do. Um, but we do have a brain. Yeah, I would say that's and, a lot um, like a processor. But sometimes we bypass the processing part of the brain and just go right to the feeling. Yeah. Without the uh, the processing, and that's not uh, it's not a bad thing to do. To take the time to to kind of process things in a way that feels it might feel robotic at first, but. Well, this leads us right into our next point, which is objectivity is not inauthentic. And this is something that I've learned over time, is that we actually have the ability to learn how to regulate our proximity from, or proximity to, or distance from our emotions. And there are negatives on both ends of that. There are negatives if we are wrapped up in our emotional lives without a sense of knowing and understanding. There's also a negative if we get so disconnected from our emotional lives that we never f- acknowledge how we feel and and are just kind of like, maybe to go back to your word, robotic about the way that we live. Mm-hmm. And I think emotional maturity to some degree is the ability to develop a regulation, an internal regulation to uh, to or from our emotional lives yeah. is what I'm saying making sense oh definitely and there's a lot of isms that have the end goal of basically doing that like stoicism yeah even um, positive nihilism yeah. which is something that I did kind of a deep dive into at one point uh, even I feel like Buddhism has a lot sure that's an ism that yeah, we can the, mention. There is there is a sense of objectivity in each of those. Right. And you don't have to necessarily subscribe to any one ism to kind of focus on doing that, even just on your own. And sometimes you can just kind of have a deep think and realize some of the things mm-hmm. that are taught in those uh isms, yeah. I guess you could say, without having to become that thing. A couple of months ago I was watching season two of the morning show. And it was just, I was wrapped up in some of the, uh, some, some of the character journeys in that show. And I was laying right there in that bed where you are right now, Adam, and just bawling, like just so sad Aww. because of the story that was unfolding before me. And then I started laughing and I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I laughing? And the reason I started laughing is because I consciously realized that I was feeling the way that a decent human being should feel when confronted with the content that I was watching. And it actually made me quite joyful that I am in a spot in my life where I am moved by the difficulty or pain of another person. And so it was just this really kind of strange experience of objectivity where I kind of stepped back from what I was feeling when I was wrapped up in the narrative of the story and then took some level of delight in the fact that I was experiencing those difficult emotions as the result of what I was encountering in the narrative. Okay, I don't, I don't know if I'm qualified to speak on that. Okay, I don't have a degree in uh, psychology or uh-huh. anything like that, but it sounds cool. No, it was a great experience. I loved it. Love it. Yeah. Then yeah, I'm I'm all for it. And then this is the last thing that we're going to talk about today. Allow yourself to feel multiple things at the same time. Um, 
sure, you can be sad. Sad things happen. But there are also great things happening in our lives. At the same time, there are sad things happening in our lives. And it's what 100% what I'm not saying is being one of those people where like something negative happens and you're like, oh, well, you know, dismiss the negative because, oh, yeah, I mean, think about all the good things. You're like, you're not a child starving in Africa. Like that mindset does not help us emotionally. Yeah, you don't want to be a, an emotional trash compactor where people just say stuff and things happen to you and you pile, you push them down into a pile that averages out to like neutral for sure where you can't tell which is which because it's all just compacted in there yeah you want to be more of like a recycling plant where it's like tell us about it well you know something comes in you take a look at it you figure out do i recycle this do i move it to the landfill you know how do i feel about this and then you go from there versus just turning it all into one big cube of compressed emotional baggage yep I think it's important that we learn to acknowledge the spectrum of emotions and that we are complex human beings with complex lives and complex circumstances. And so we're going to be feeling a lot of things all the time. And uh, we don't want to get stuck in our sadness. Um, We want to acknowledge moments that are sad, but we don't want to get stuck there. And so we, we, we then acknowledge the great things that are happening in our lives. At the same time, we don't want to just be kind of happy-go-lucky, uh, delusional people either. Uh, we want to acknowledge the difficult moments in our lives. And so I think part of being emotionally mature is acknowledging and allowing ourselves to feel multiple things at the same time. Yeah. Ultimately, all of this leads us to a place where we have a different relationship with our emotional lives. I think the thing that I have encountered most consistently is that when artists stop creating, I think a hundred percent of the time it has been because of an emotional process. Um, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel good. I don't feel energy. I don't feel whatever it is, but it's always, I don't feel. And I think when we begin to have a more profound relationship with our emotional lives, a more complex, deep, and nuanced relationship with our emotional lives. It leads us to a great place where we can create. Love it. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.